is being spoken to you, and what I believe is the word of the Lord uh, to you all week long, and to go over it and to go over it and let it become a part of your nature. Can you say amen? Yeah. Amen. I would uh, like to deliver a message to you today uh, about the power of peace. The power of peace. Um, if you're going to live in peace, uh, I want you to know it is not going to happen by accident. Uh, peace is something that you have to pursue on purpose. It's not just going to come knocking on your door. Every day, we're going to be faced with uh, situations uh, and or people who have the potential to rob us of our peace. Can I just look at your neighbor and say, I think he's talking about you right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The husbands are going, I ain't looking, I'm looking the other way, I ain't looking at my wife. Ain't going to heaven. But how many know life happens? You might think, well, just because, you know, you become a Christian that somehow you live in this bubble that life doesn't happen, and that's not true. The point being is that life happens, but because you're a Christian, you're empowered by the Holy Spirit to overcome those things that every person has to face. Uh, how many know that, and maybe y'all are perfect, and this doesn't happen to you, but sometimes people can get on your nerves. Huh? Can I get a witness? Now look at the other neighbor who was your second choice earlier and say, I think he's talking about you now. Sometimes people can get on your nerves. And quite frankly, if you're waiting for all of the stars to come into alignment and for people to straighten up in order to find peace, you're probably going to be waiting your whole life to find peace because life happens, people get on your nerves. And my point today in this message is to help us as believers in Jesus Christ know how to handle those situations and what we are to do about it in that case. So I, I hope and pray that <coughs> this message today is, is down to earth, right where everybody lives, because I don't think there's a person in this room that will be excluded from the central theme of this message. You're going to have to be aggressive, and you're going to have to be intentional about finding peace in your life, and you're going to have to be even more aggressive uh, about an intentional about keeping peace in your life because you always have a choice. Uh, am I going to uh, respond appropriately in this situation or am I going to fight fire with fire? You see, our natural tendency is if someone insults me, the natural tendency is to throw an insult or hurl an insult back. If someone crosses me or hurts me, the natural tendency of every human being is to find some way to get even, even Stephen. But the supernatural tendency is not to do that at all, is to have a completely different action. In Romans chapter 12, verse 18, which is my primary text today, it says this, if it is possible, implying I'm, I'm, I'm interjecting now. When you see a statement that says, if it is possible, it implies the possibility that it is not possible. <laughs> if it is possible, here's something else, as much as depends on you. 
Everybody just go, "Uh uh-oh. That's where things change right there. If it is possible, as much as depends upon you, live peaceably with just those people you like. Live peaceably with just your family members. No, live peaceably with all people. So let me say that again, because I want you to grasp the, the, the message in the message, if it's possible. As much as it depends on you, live peaceably with everyone you come in contact with. It didn't say as much as it depends on the other person. It says as much as it depends upon you. You who? You, the believer in Jesus Christ. You, the follower of Jesus Christ. You, the disciple of Jesus Christ. So you, the disciple of Jesus Christ, if it's at all possible, live peaceably with every single human being that you interact with. Can you understand why it starts off with if it is possible? Don't even raise your hand, but just think about raising your hand. How many of you got somebody in your life you're going, man, I don't know if it's possible to live peaceably with that person or not. See, we're, we're, all, we're all in this. Now, I want to just do a little bit of a word study here to kind of draw some things together. So we'll do a little bit of teaching, a little bit of preaching, and, and then we'll go have chicken or something. I don't know. Uh, if is a powerful word, a powerful two-letter word, <laughs> because it comes from the Greek word E-I, E-I. I would imagine it's probably pronounced E-I, uh, which is, it, here it is, it's like an open-ended question without a definitive answer. If, if what? I don't know, it's an open-ended question that doesn't have a definitive answer. There may be times in your life where you're going to run into a case or run into a situation where it's not possible to live peaceably with that other human being. Don't stare at me like y'all are like all holy and all that. You know what I'm talking about. There's that, every one of us got that somebody in our life that, boy, you just like, if they're going to be at the thing, I don't know if I want to go. I mean, I want to be a good Christian, but I just want to poke them in the eye kind of thing. We all got that somebody that we go, it's just, I can't do it. They're just impossible. Can I get a witness? So there may be times when we run into a case where it's not possible to live at peace with all men. That's why this passage of Scripture starts off with, if it is possible. This is important. Now, possible is another great word as well. Because we have the if, meaning that there's an open-ended question without a definitive answer. If it is possible, now let's look at that word in the Greek, is dumaton, and it expresses the idea of something that is potentially difficult, but nonetheless doable. Are you with me? In other words, we got to give it our best shot. Just because the other person isn't likable and peaceable does not exclude us from the responsibility of giving it our best shot to live peaceably with that person. Are you following me? So it's a great phrase to look at it like this. If it is doable, as much as it depends on you, live peaceably with that other person. 
Huh? You might say, well, that other person's a creep. The Bible says the Lord created everything that creeps on the earth, so it's all right. <laughs> if it's possible, if it's doable, as much as it depends upon you, the believer, the follower of Jesus Christ, do everything in your power to live peaceably with that person, even in the case where it's impossible to live peaceably with that person. Now, God is, here's the, 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 in a nutshell, God is expecting us to do everything we can from our position, from our perspective, to live the best we can peaceably with all men, with all human beings. It is our responsibility as Christian believers to always consider the other person as more important than ourselves. It is the position and the responsibility of every believer to love your fellow man and, in, and your enemies pray for them. And we're given an instruction here that wherever it's possible, whenever it's possible, if it's at all doable, as much as it depends upon you, live peaceably with all human beings. Number one on your handout, instead of being a contributor to the problem, we as believers are to do everything that we can to be a facilitator of peace. Okay? What we often tend to do is just contribute to the problem. Okay? Now, I'm going to give you a case in point. I have a, 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 I have, okay, I got lots of neighbors around me, so if I say next door neighbor, I'm not pinpointing any, anybody, but I have a neighbor. And uh, the other day I was uh, getting out and getting ready to get into the pool. Okay? It was hot. How many know it's hot, right? And so uh, my, my pool's an above-ground pool. And so i got to climb up on a ladder to get in the pool, right? Are you with me? And there's a fence next to my house. And out in the backyard of the next door is this guy. He's sitting there. And I get up on my ladder to get in the pool. Now, I'm standing head and shoulders above the ladder. Are you with me? And I waved at the guy, and he said, Don't look over your fence at me! And I was like, what? I said, don't look over your fence at me. And I said, well, that's kind of hard to do from up here. And so I went in and got down in the pool, and he started railing a, a number of things at me about uh, he had heard that I was videotaping him and all kinds of other things, you know. And the devil rises up out of my pool. <laughs> he looks a little like Rick, kind of bald. I just wanted to say something to that guy, right? And I decided, no, as much, if, if it's possible, if it's doable, as much as lieth within me, not him, to do everything I can to live at peace with this human being. Are you with me? So I, I swam over to the other side of the pool. There's these cracks between the fence, right? So I can see him and he can see me. But I ain't looking over the fence. I'm looking through it. And I, I began to try to reason with him. It wasn't me, blah, 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 blah. And I've just been praying for him and hoping the best for him. And it, it didn't work. But the point was, I could have hurled something back. I could have, you know, I got these, uh, these what are they called, noodles? <laughs> I got a lot of pressure coming out of my out jet. Let me just say this. And. I shoot my grandkids from across the pool. I could have just went, okay. <laughs> but 
my scripture says, hey, Rick, if it's at all doable, if it's at all possible, Rick, as much as it relies within you, no matter how wrong this cat may be and how angry he may be right now, as much as it lies on you, Rick, you better learn to live peaceably in this situation. That was a choice. Now, it may be that it's impossible to live at peace with this neighbor. I'm going to be Wilson. I'm going to be the guy that's constantly looking over the fence. Hey, neighbor, you know. So it goes on to say what? It says to live peaceably with all men is what the scripture says. That's not just with friends. And although, you know, sometimes it's not even possible to live peaceably with friends. And then the kicker, family. Uh, hello. Sometimes it's not. It's like nigh unto impossible to live peaceably with all family. That's why we live in separate states. <laughs> or peers, or I'm just going to live peaceably with those who agree with me, who see it my way. No, that scripture doesn't say that. It says everyone. When it says to live peaceably with all men, it's giving us an instruction that, it's, that Sam, as much as it is lies within you and depends upon you, if it's at all possible, if it's all doable, you just do everything you can as a believer to live at peace with that person. All men. Again, Romans 12, 18 could be paraphrased. If it's doable... Then as much as it depends on you, be at peace with everyone. No one excluded. Some of you have already come up with a little list of those that you're excluding from this because they're just downright evil. They're still God's creation. They're still human beings who God loves. And you could be the very essence of peace that potentially touches their heart. That's my intent with my neighbor. Not to fight him. Not to just look over the fence every time I walk by it. <laughs> Constantly be peering through the fence. What are you doing in there? Or, or here's where the devil, I got a, a camera tripod in my garage that I do life group videos with. I thought, I'm just going to set it on the deck. <laughs> no, no, if it's doable... If it's possible, as much as it lies within you, Rick, you better live peaceably with this guy. I will say when life group, life group starts, I won't be doing the videos on my deck. It'll be in my garage. So. Number two on your paper, and you need to get this, Jesus does not expect you to be their best friend. But he does expect you to give it your best effort to live peaceably in every situation. God's not saying to me, Rick, you've got to be good friends with that guy. He's got to be your best friend. He's got to be your pal, your buddy. That may not be possible. And who knows how long he's going to be mad at me over something I didn't do. And the first thing we want to do in our human nature when someone accuses us of something that we didn't do is to prove them wrong and justify our position. Jesus didn't do that when they hung him on a cross and he didn't do anything wrong. So uh, if you're exhausted from trying to fix an unfixable relationship and yet your contact with that person is unavoidable, then ask the Holy Spirit to help you deal 
See, you're filling in the blank, deal with the neighbor. Ask the Holy Spirit to deal with your own heart as to what you can do to live at peace in that situation. Because there's going to be some situations in life where the very person that, that cuts you wrong every time you're in their presence, for whatever reason, it, it's going to be unavoidable that you'll still cross paths on a regular basis. Then you quit sticking the Holy Spirit on them. Get them, Lord. Take them out. Bring a little Old Testament on them and swallow them up in the earth. No. Lord, adjust my heart. This is your son. He doesn't know it yet, but you created him, and you don't, you're not willing that any should perish to touch my heart. Help me, Lord, understand what's going on in his life so I can touch his heart, Lord. There's a statement that says, to see a person according to the Spirit and not according to the flesh. And I'm just going to keep using this neighbor as an example here. Uh, if I saw him according to the flesh, I'd want to go next door and fix stuff. Because remember, in my dreams, I dream Bruce Lee. As long as I'm asleep, I can fight and win every time. Or, or, if I see this person according to the Spirit, then I need to look through that fence and go, Lord, what has happened that has wounded his heart so badly? You see, one makes the flesh rise up in me, the other makes compassion rise up in me, so that now I go, Lord, what's going on in his life? Why is he so hurt? Because how many know that wounded people wound people? And the most dangerous thing that you can get around is a wounded animal. Go try to, to help a wounded animal. You'll get, you get hurt bad. All right? So, you know, it doesn't mean that you have to agree with that person or condone that person's behavior or what he or she uh, says or does. Or, or even, well, I'm just going to throw away every effort to obtain peace here. No, that's my goal. My goal is not to bother this dude, but to find a way to let peace be represented to him so that he's drawn to the peace because the Lord is the Prince of Peace. Amen? I don't need him drawn to Rick Lopez. I need this cat drawn to the Prince of Peace. And the only way that may happen in his life is if he sees peace in me. Every time he chooses to do something or throw something across his fence into my pool, it just happened. And I wondered what was going on, but anyway, apparently I got videotapes of the dude. What does it mean? It, it, it doesn't mean that I have to condone what they're doing. It, it, it simply means that I choose to not enter into his argument. I choose not to enter into the fray. I choose to be an ambassador and representative of peace. That's not something any of us are necessarily wired automatically to do. Even if we don't have the gumption to say something or do something, we will think something or imagine something. And according to what I find in Scripture about our Lord, I've already done it even if I've imagined it. So what we need to understand is that you'll, you can be unmoved by the cantankerous, difficult people in your life because you've set yourself 
to be at peace no matter what the situation. I am going to be at peace in this situation, and I'm going to be an ambassador of peace regardless of what the person says or regardless of what the person does. Number three on your handout is when you cannot find the right thing or say to say or do, and this happened in my pool this, just this last week when this happened, when you can't find the right thing to say or do, then you've got to ask yourself, what's love require of me? So after the, I kind of defended myself a little bit with this guy, and I said, man, I don't know who told you that, but I, I, I tell you, man, I didn't take no pictures of you. I got, I got no reason whatsoever to, to videotape you. I can't even imagine why any, anyone would. And, and the only place I really defended myself was, was, you know, I'm not your only neighbor. You know, you have other neighbors. Maybe you got it wrong. And I thought I need to swim away because he was starting to irritate me. Don't look at me like you've never been irritated by another human being. And I swam away. I wasn't done yet because I was going to come back over and look through the fence again. Because we weren't done with the conversation. I swam away and that resonated in my spirit. Rick, what's love require of you in this situation? And I realized that what love required of me was to do away with any of the feelings of finding my own selfish advantage in this situation and finding out what can I do to show this person love. What does love require of me in this situation? Now, there's a lot of related scriptures that can go with this. Let me just read a couple to you, and then we're going to close out with one final scripture that I want to take a couple minutes with. And how about Galatians chapter 5, verse 22, where we can see that... that Peace is one of the fruit of the Spirit, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, peace. That doesn't mean I got an easy, peaceful feeling. No, that's just the drugs, y'all. That's all that is. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about being able to live at peace when, you're, when they're throwing you know, uh, grenades over your fence. There's a peace. There's a fruit of the Spirit that can come rise up in us that's a peace that's not, that does not come from the world. Amen? Or how about Romans 14, 19? Therefore, let us pursue the things which make for peace and the things which may edify one another. See, God did not call me to battle this guy. God did not call me to prove myself right. God did not call me to give him evidence that I've never taken a video of him. God called me to do everything I can, to pursue everything I can that will bring peace to this situation so that I can edify this man. What? He's hurling bombs over your fence and the Lord says you've got to edify him, you've got to bless him, you've got to help him, you've got to be the one instigator of peace. Yeah. That's your responsibility as a believer, as a disciple of Jesus Christ. It's my responsibility <coughs> as a disciple of Jesus Christ. So today's lesson could easily be called Peace, Discipleship 101. How about Matthew chapter 5, verse 9? Blessed <coughs> are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God. So I can... Say, well, I, I can't, I can't, uh, no, this, this guy's offended me. I'm not going to, 
I'm not going to do peace here. Not going to happen. Well, then I can't expect the unlimited blessings of God to just pour out and roll over into my life. See, I got to be a, a peace maker. Some of us are just good at being peacekeepers. But we're not called to just be peacekeepers. We're called to be peacemakers. With the creative power of the Holy Spirit in your life, with the creative power of the Holy Spirit in my life, through His power and me in conjunction with Him and Him in conjunction with me, the ability to make peace is there if I'll just grab a hold of it. Supernaturally. Now this next scripture in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 14 I want to spend just a couple minutes on this particular passage, and, and I'll close with this passage. Here's that word pursue again. What is pursue? Chase after. Hunt down. Go get it. Pursue peace with all people. Now look what's been added to it in conjunction. And holiness without which no one will see the Lord. Can I help you with something? Holiness is not the subject matter of this content. Pursuing peace with other people is the subject matter of this content, and the Lord attributes that to holiness, and he says to us that, it, that without these two things, no one will see the Lord. That's a pretty powerful scripture. Pursue peace with all people. You know why, the, you know why all people is written there? Because that means it includes the ones you don't want to be at peace with. Pursue, chase after, hunt down, go get it. Peace with all people. And the Lord says, I attribute that to holiness and without which no one will see the Lord. That's a powerful passage of scripture. So let's take a look at a couple Greek words here, shall we? The word follow, follow peace with all men. or is the, That's what the King James says, follow peace with all, the, all men. The new King James said pursue. It comes from the Greek word diako, and it's an actually uh, relates to the, the idea of hunting. And, and as a hunter would track down uh, to try to get the scent of the prey, the hunter is hunting, he's following, and he's searching for that animal, and he's not going to stop until he bags and tags it. That's what that word, follow, brings to us in its essence. I'm hunting after this thing, and I ain't coming back without it. Hunt it down. Sometimes, peace just doesn't come to us. In fact, and this is a newsflash, and it's not good news. Most of the time, peace does not just come to us. Knock on the door, hello, this is peace. And I got more peace. And that's not all. For $9.99, you get more peace. No, you got to go knock on that door and you go hunt peace down. The devil would say, Rick, you hunt that guy down. The Lord would say, No, Rick, you hunt peace down. You go after peace in this situation. You are not coming home from that wilderness of trouble until you have bagged and tagged peace. I didn't say he was going to be my best friend, but I'm going after peace in that situation. 
So uh, we have to do everything that we can to find peace with people. I'm helping you today. Uh, we may have to hunt for it. We may have to search for it diligently. Uh, we may have to go track it down. And we have to have this out attitude, I'm out to get it, not him. I'm out to get peace. I'm going to get him. No, no, I'm going to get peace. I'll pay that guy. I'm going to pay him back for what he's done. No, I'm, I'm going I'm to pay for peace. The Lord has paid for peace for me, so I'm going to go get that peace. And I'm going to walk in peace in that situation. you got to put on your hunting gear, and you got to make a decision to do something to go get peace. And I'm going to do everything I can, and I, every time I get in my pool, I'm going to be asking the Lord, what can I do? The next time this guy's out, you know, is it, is it just going to send him into a tizzy if I wave at him? Which it could happen. Right? If I wave at him, I could be, be like throwing gas on his fire. So I, as much as is doable, if it's doable, if it's possible, as much as lieth within me, live at peace. Live peaceably with all men. So I got to find out what the Lord wants in this situation. Number three on your paper, and this is important. I can't be responsible for what the other person does but I am responsible for what I do. I can't dictate what this gentleman will do. But by gummies, I can dictate what Rick does. Are you with me? God requires me to do everything that I can to obtain, relation, uh, to obtain peace in this relationship. You say, well, there's no relationship. Yeah, he's my neighbor. Yes, there's a relationship. And I intend to find peace in that relationship. So you all need to know I don't just come up with messages because I got nothing to preach on Sunday. It's because the Lord's dragging me through something that he wants me to drag you all through along with me. So we're going <laughs> we're gonna to get dirty together. Amen. So why is it important to pursue peace? Well, this is important. It says, you know, with follow peace without which no man can see the Lord. This word see, S-E-E, -E, comes with a couple of connotations. Number one, obviously to observe with the eyes. See also means to understand. See also means to experience. So you need to understand that there's more depth to this word, the little three-letter word, uh, three word see, than just see with my eyes. It tells us that a lack of peace serves as a blocker to the presence of the Lord. Okay, if you don't do all that you can to find peace in those non-peaceable situations and you're just going to say, well, that person is just a jerk. I, I washed my hands of him. No. Then you're putting up a blockade to the presence of the Lord. Well, what about the scripture that says that uh, if they don't hear your message to wipe the dust off your feet? That's talking about going into an environment and sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and they throw the gospel of Jesus Christ back in your face. Not about learning to live with a cantankerous neighbor. Without peace, without, while walking in the presence of strife and trouble, it, it, it blocks admission into the life-changing, miraculous realm of God's presence. So if I choose not to walk in peace with this guy, if I choose to be a troublemaker in this situation and to just egg him on, 
then the, 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 the disadvantages is that I'm, I'm drawing up a blockade myself. I'm building a wall between me and God. And that's what you want? That ain't what I want. I want that wall down. Amen? It can, if, I, if I built that wall, I build myself a hindrance to the unlimited blessings of God. And you want that? No, you don't want that. Some of you are thinking right now about that one person in your life who just rubs you wrong. <clears throat> and you're going, oh, you, I get your whole neighbor thing, but you don't know this, you don't know this one. Still just a, one of God's children, just a human being. God loves. That person may not love God, but God loves them. Now, it goes on to talk about this word, it adds, I think it's interesting, you know, pursue peace, uh, pursue the things which lend toward peace, and holiness, there it is, stuck in the middle there, and holiness, comma, comma, and holiness, without which no one will see the Lord. Holiness in this setting means to be separate, to be separated, which means to be different, to be different. We're not... You, 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 listen, as believers, you, we don't have any permission to act like the world. Well, I'm going all MMA on my neighbor. I saw the chokehold on TV. I think I could take him down. No, 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 no. I don't have permission to act like the world. Uh, God calls us to a higher standard. He calls us to a different level. We're called to walk in holiness, to behave differently than those that are lost and hurting and wounded. We're supposed to be that which brings salve and healing and bandage to the lost, the hurting, and the wounded, not to throw, throw salt in their wounds. <clears throat> We're to live... Oh boy, here's a kicker right here, y'all. As believers... We're supposed to live free from offense. You and I as believers do not have the right to be offended. No. You know, there's, another, there's, two, there's, there's two words in this word offense. One of them is off. And interestingly, with my illustration today, the other word is fence. <laughs> isn't, that, yeah, isn't that crazy? Get off my fence, you know. But if I, if I have a fence to someone, then I build a fence between them and me. And as believers, we do not have the right, the privilege to do that. We're supposed to walk in forgiveness. We're supposed to walk in peace. We're supposed to, to be separate, holy. Hagios is the Greek word. We're supposed to act differently than the world. That's our responsibility as believers. And if we fail to pursue this kind of spiritual walk, to remain in strife, to remain in bitterness, to remain in unforgiveness, we're honest to goodness, we'll never be able to experience the fullness of God in our life. As long as you keep that fence up, that fence has become an idol to you. And as long as you have an idol... You're in opposition to God. God's called us to a higher level. I want to live at a higher level. Not a goody-two-shoes level. Not a holier-than-thou level. But what does love require of me in this situation and in this circumstance? And number five, 
on your paper, if we're serious about being disciples of Jesus, we must determine... Uh-oh, this is going to mess with you. We're going to, we need to determine to forgive every person and to forgive every offense. But you don't know what they did to me. Jesus does. And he still loves them. You must, if you're going to be a disciple of Jesus Christ, you have to determine to forgive every person and to forgive, forgive every offense. I wish somebody in here that's holy would say amen to something I'm preaching today, or either I'm just hitting so close to home that you're just reading it. So we got to respond differently than the world responds, and the only way to do that, friends, is to spend time with Jesus. Ask him, Jesus, what's the path to peace with this guy? That's what I've been praying now, I've not seen him out in the backyard every day that I've gotten in the pool since, but every time I get in my pool, I'm thinking, Lord, what's the path? I don't know the path, Lord. What's the path to peace with this guy? How do I find peace with this guy? What do I do? You know what? I just ask Christ, because no one understands better the path to peace than the Prince of Peace. He had enemies all around him, everywhere he turned, and yet he knew how to with peace, uh, in peace with all men. His best friends abandoned him at his darkest hour, and one of his closest associates betrayed him, openly betrayed him. And yet, he knew how to walk with peace. So if there's anyone at all that I can say, Jesus, Prince of Peace, you told us that I give you my peace, not peace as the world gives, but my peace I give unto you. Therefore, don't let your heart be troubled. So Jesus, show me the path to peace with this guy. Help me find the pathway to peace. That's my responsibility. That's your part. Not to come up with ways to get even. Not to come up with ways to defend yourself. Because that's not God's kind of love to seek selfish advantage. Talk with him. He'll help you get on the right track. He'll find a path. And the result, what the result will be may not be peace with my neighbor, but it might be peace in my heart with my neighbor. Because it might be, I pray not, I pray not, it might be one of those impossible situations. And yet even in that impossible situation, I'm still bound by the word of God as if it's doable, if it's at all possible, as much as lieth within me, not him, within me, Live peaceably with this gentleman. Are you hearing me? That's our responsibility. I really appreciate you all's enthusiasm today. Because the result when it's all said and done is peace. You know, when I started taking this path, I have peace in my heart about him. There's no angst in here. I want to poke that guy. I want to just look through his, the fence and bug him. Come on, that's human nature. He done me wrong, I'll provoke him. No, 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 no. So we're going to close with uh, three declarations. And I want to have you repeat these declarations after me. We'll, we'll, I'm going to have you write it down first. Here's declaration number one. I want you to write it on your paper, and then we're going to repeat it together because a de declaration is saying, I declare this. I proclaim this in this situation. Here's the first one. I will not allow hurt feelings, bitterness, resentment, 
or offense to separate me from God's abiding presence. Go ahead and write it down. When you got it written down, you say amen. amen. All right. Now I want you to repeat after me. Let's do it together on the count of three. I will not. I want to hear you. I want to hear a declaration. Not a, I want to hear a declaration. You ready? I will not allow hurt feelings, bitterness, resentment, or offense to separate me from God's abiding presence. Just declare it. I'm going to declare it every time I get in my pool, every time I see the neighbor. I'm not going to, hey, how you doing today? All right? How about this next one? Fill this in, and we're going to say it together. Because, listen, I don't have the power in and of myself to do this. Nor do you, but, but here it is, because the Holy Spirit lives in me, I have the power to walk in freedom from the bondage of bitterness, unforgiveness, and strife. If I choose to cause this guy trouble, it's because I have unforgiveness, bitterness, and strife in my heart. Not him, me. So which road are you going to take? Because of the power of the Holy Spirit that lives on the inside of you and lives on the inside of me, we have the power to walk in freedom from the bondage of bitterness, unforgiveness, and strife. You ready to declare it out loud together? Here we go. One, two, three. Because the Holy Spirit lives in me, I have the power to walk in freedom from the bondage of bitterness, unforgiveness, and strife. <clears throat> Here's the final declaration. And we'll close and go home. Or in our cases, mine and Diane, hook up the camper and get out of town. <laughs> Debbie, my dear sister-in-law, is here to stay with mom this week, and I guess I failed to tell you about the cantankerous neighbor, didn't I? <laughs> I just thought of that. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. So you'll, you'll remember my words today. All right, here's the last one. Fill the blanks in. I will be a force of peace, and I will walk in the power of peace. That's a declaration you have to make. I've made my mind up. I'm not going to be a force of opposition. I'm going to be a force of peace. May that guy feel peace just because my property is next door. Huh? I'm going to walk in the power of peace no matter what. So listen, you ready? On three. One, two, three. I will be a force of peace and I will walk.